stuff. And hopefully you've had a great day too. So let's get this thing rolling and get to the topic for the day. Living local. When I say living local, most people think just staying home and doing stuff around town. Nope. Got a totally different definition for this today. We need to start looking at who we're voting for and our local races. If we were taking more time to pay attention to the local races for mayors, justice of the peace, city council, sheriff, then we probably wouldn't be in the predicament we're in now. But we've been letting that go. We've been letting it slide. We've even let our school board slide. We've got garbage being taught to our children. But let's get into this. Why is it so important to choose who your mayor is, who your city councilman is, who your justice of the peace is? Because if you're not going out there voting, you're not choosing someone with the same conscience that you have. You're choosing someone because you're not voting that might not have your values at heart. What do I mean by that? You might be letting someone go in that's going to, first thing they're going to do is walk in there and free all the drug heads out of prison and say they were wrongly picked up because the cops didn't do a proper search or make up some other stuff to get them off. Or you get a mayor that goes in there and does away with all the good things that were going on in your town. That's why it's so important to vote local, to promote local. Push the people in your area that you know would make great leaders into those positions. Don't let some Tom, Dick, and Harry walk up say, I want to be mayor, and then ruin your town, ruin your county, ruin the area you live in. That's what's happened in these large cities. They've allowed Democrat mayors to come in and take them for task. They tax them. They pour stupid regulations on them take away all their constitutional rights, and these people just live with it. And their town gets destroyed. Look at Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, sections of Los Angeles, sections of Houston. They are look like third world countries. Why? Because leadership hasn't been there, because the people have not been involved in getting involved with the community. They've sat back and said, nah, we don't need to worry about that because they think it's all rigged. It's rigged because you let it become rigged. You didn't stand up. You didn't let your voice be heard. You let things just slide. The days of letting things slide are over. That's the whole reason we're in the predicament we're in now. We let things slide for far too long. We let them take the Bible out of school. We let them take prayer out of school. We let them take the Ten Commandments out of our courthouses. We let things slide. They, that slippery slope is just getting slipperier. Unless we stand up and do something, and it starts at the local level. We need to be involved in our schools. Get on the PTA board. Get on the school board. Go to your school board meetings. Stand up when they want to give bad information about your student about your child. Don't let them bully you. We have been letting that happen too far and too long. We now have a generation of children that can't solve simple addition because they're being taught 35 different ways to do a simple addition problem. 
I sit there and look at my first grader's homework and I say, why can't I just do 2 plus 3 equals 5? Because that's not the way my teacher taught me. We have to do it this way. And I look at him and I say, are you full of it? Come on. I'm not going to do it that way. Here's the easy way. And then he gets upset because his teacher didn't teach him that way. And this is happening because we have not been involved. We've allowed things to just go to the wayside. And it's time for that to stop. We need to pick it up and step it up now. Another thing about living local, why aren't we voting for our sheriffs? That is the most important position in any election we should be voting for. Because if you vote for the right sheriff, when the FBI or federal government comes in to do something, you call the sheriff, he looks at the person trying to arrest you or fine you or whatever, and says, look, the United States Constitution does not allow for this. Sorry, you need to leave. At that point, they have to leave. Because they know they are bound by the Constitution. And what they were going to do is unconstitutional. But we aren't voting for our sheriffs. Why not? That is one of the biggest mistakes we've been making. For letting someone that does not have our values run the law in our county. Why do we do this to ourselves? I know I'm guilty of it. A lot of people are guilty of it. Because we bought the lie that we should only vote in national elections or big state elections. No, you should vote in every county election, every city election. You should have it marked on your calendar. I know I'm very guilty of that. Never done it. I need to start. So yeah, I'm telling you right now, I'm guilty of that. What are some of the benefits of voting local, being involved in your school? Well, your values get promoted for one. So if you're a conservative, you're not worried about liberal values being pushed on you. You're not worried about communism being pushed on you, except from the federal government. And if you're voting local and you're getting the right people in, they will not enforce the mandates of the federal government if it is unconstitutional. Do you understand that? They can use the Constitution to kick the federal government out. We still have to answer to the federal government some way, but they can say that law is unconstitutional. We are not going to abide by it. And at that point, it goes to court. Of course, we have corrupt judges now. And that's why we need to get the correct justice of the peace on there and push for the correct judges at the state level as well. We can't sit by and let things ride. Otherwise, it only becomes more corrupt and more evil. We need to step it up. Another way of living local would be buying local. Find your local meat market, your local butcher, your local rancher, your local farmer, your local farmer's mercantile. Farmers markets and produce stands. Give them your money. Don't let these big box stores take your money when we could be having local produce and local meat that is probably way healthier than the stuff we're getting from the store that's full of chemicals that they spray on them. I mean, it's just common sense. Why aren't we using it? You would be getting fresher vegetables and fresher meat if we were doing this. Fresher products in general. Better cakes. Local bakeries, that'd be another great one to find. Just start going local. Quit looking for all these other companies that are not interested in your best interest. That's one of our biggest problems. We're giving the big box stores like Walmart our money. We should not be giving them our money if we have local options that can be competitive. 
You have to remember, these people that own these businesses live in the same town as you. They represent you. Walmart, even though they have people that live in your town, the people that own Walmart don't represent you. Neither do Target, neither do Kmart, or any of those other big box stores. So why are we letting them run roughshod over us? We should be telling them how it is and going local with as much stuff as we can. It would help out tremendously. I know I have a local company that makes coffee and puts it in K-Cups, and I buy my coffee from them. Yeah, I get my wife's coffee from Black Rifle, but I get my coffee from these people. They make excellent coffee. I like it. It's good stuff. And if you want some, I'll put a link to their site down below. They do a great job at roasting their coffee beans. They air roast them. I don't know how that works, but the coffee turns out great. They're called Island Brow Coffee Company in Orange, Texas. Check them out. Now what else do we get from living local? We build our community. We get to know our neighbors. We make friends. That's one of the big things we have not done in the past 10 years. We have gotten away from that. What happened to the block parties we had as kids? We'd go out there riding our bikes, riding our skates, playing with the other kids. Parents be out in the front driveway, barbecuing, talking, hanging out, until it got dark. Now we walk in, turn on the stupid television, and watch it all night, and don't talk to anyone. Why? We shouldn't be doing that. We should be communicating with our neighbors, showing love to our neighbors. We don't do that anymore. We're so self-absorbed in ourselves that we're letting our communities fall apart because we aren't living local. We don't know our neighbors. We don't know the people in our town. We don't know the businesses in our town. Businesses are failing because of this. Our towns are failing because of this. We're letting these big wig mayors come in from other cities that couldn't make it there and run our town in, by winning elections. And then they find ways to rig the election to stay in power. I've gotten lucky. I've got a good mayor here. He's from here. He loves the town. He's grown the town since he became the mayor. But most towns start getting these people that really don't give a crap about the town. They just want the power. Well, that's why we need to live local and push the people that care for the people. That was what was so great about Donald Trump. He cared about the people. He still does. It's about caring about the people. You gotta care about your community to get the leaders in there that care about the community. Otherwise, it's just gonna fall. Now let's get into some other things I want to get into tonight. Let's look at the book of Judges. I started reading that today, and I want to go over it a little bit. And it kind of ties into this whole living local thing. Because if you read the book of Judges, you know from the book of Exodus through Joshua that the Israelites each had their own section of land that they were given by God. And they were supposed to drive out whoever was in it and live in that land, and they did not. Instead, they let those people live there, they ended up worshipping Bel and Asherah with those people instead of worshipping God. And God would have to bring up judges like Deborah and Samson and Gideon. He'd have to bring them up. And there would be bloody battles. There would be chaos. There would be war to get the people of Israel back because they kept on being sent into bondage. Because they didn't want to follow God's rule, God's law. They didn't stay in a covenant with him. God knew that would happen, but they didn't want to follow God's rules. 
they would come back for a little bit with the judge in control. Then as soon as the judge died, back to worshiping Baal, back to worshiping Asherah. We've got that problem here in America right now. What do you think was going on the last four years? We were getting a reprieve. We had a judge sitting there telling us, point blank, what we were doing was evil. No one listened. About 74 million listened, but they didn't listen the way they were supposed to be listening. Otherwise, they would have acted. They would have started living local. Now it's a little bit too late. We got the resident-in-chief and his little lady in there, and they're destroying everything this man did to help us. We didn't take heed of the word that we were given. We should have stood up and fought. We should have lived local and got our communities back in control. So November the 3rd and 4th and all the days after that would not have happened. But no, we didn't listen to God. We didn't listen to the trumpet he sent. Yes, Donald Trump was the trumpet to wake us up. We didn't wake up. We let ourselves get ran over with fraud and everything else. Yeah, I said the F word. I'm sorry. But yeah, we let ourselves get run over by them just blatantly going after our election system and stealing it. We didn't stand up and get the right people in place. And we are suffering the consequences right now. That's what happens when you don't listen to the judge that God sends for the time that he sends them. Donald Trump was here to judge us, to open our eyes, to tell us what was going on. We didn't listen. So now we have an issue where we've got hell on earth going on right now. Let's get into some of these things that are going on. Let's start with these vaccine passports. It's really starting to look like a setup for the mark of the beast from Revelation. The beast is this whole technology cabal system we've got with these elitists running the show, using technology to, to rule the day. They want to use their little mark of the beast and force this vaccine on us every six months. That's what they're saying in Israel right now. It's going to be an every six month thing. They're going to try to find a way to put a mark on your skin or under your skin so that they know that you're vaccinated and you're up to date. That is what the mark of the beast is. It is a mark to keep you from God and it will be hard to remove. To do this, they have to put us back to sleep. They have to get us to where we're not paying attention anymore. So they're going to divert the attention any way they can and sweet talk you and then injecting yourself with stupid stuff that can kill you so they can put their little mark on you to buy and sell. Do you understand the con game that they're playing? And it's not even their time to do it yet. But they're trying to roll it out early because they're trying to get us all to join the little band of sinners that want to go to hell. And if we would have listened to the judge that was sent to us, this wouldn't be rolling out right now. None of this stuff would have happened. We would have been on top of it back in January of 2020 when the Wuhan virus came out. We would have known that it was a planned attack so they could steal the election. So they, they could force all this evil stuff on us so that China could rule the world with the UN pulling the strings. But no. We weren't awake. We weren't living local. We weren't taking care of business in our communities. We weren't working from the ground up to control this government. So I entice you right now. Start looking at who's running for your mayor. Start looking at who's on your school board. Go to your school board meeting. Raise hell with them when they bring up policies that go against your values. Don't let them push those policies on your children. Don't let them push them on my children. 
force them to push policies that go with the Bible. Because without the Bible and God, we cannot have a moral and just government. We cannot have a moral and just society. That came straight from George Washington. He knew what he was talking about. He knew without God and the Bible being involved in our government, that it turned to a federal bureaucracy that was more like a communist socialist dictatorship that would ruin our lives. It turned right back into the monarchy that we were getting rid of, we were getting away from. But no, we didn't listen, we didn't take heed to this last trumpet that was sounded, the last judge that was sounded. So now we're in this predicament. We've got the seals of revelation breaking because we didn't listen to God. And God knew we weren't going to listen. That's why he said this is when this is going to happen. This is the time and the season. Because he knew we weren't going to listen. We were going to be stubborn and stuck on our little tenets of society that we worship, that we treat as gods, such as athletes, musicians, movie stars, chefs on TV. We treat them like they're gods. Cars, watches, junk, expensive junk. We treat them like they're gods. We don't treat God like he's God. We don't give him his 10%, which is way too low. I mean, if we're giving the government 25%, we should be giving God 30%, shouldn't we? I know I don't give God 30%, but maybe I should start. At least give God the 10% that he asked for, because that's his money, really. He created it. He gave it to you. So at least give him the 10% of your time and 10% of your money. That's the least you could do. And you will be rewarded for it in one way or another. Now let's get into some more little history nuggets from the Bible and look at how they line up with world history. This is some interesting stuff. If you read the Bible and you understand it and you go into world history, you'll see it's true. Today I'm going to look at the blessing that Abraham put onto Judah. This is a really cool blessing. So let's read it. It's in Genesis 49. And it says, Judah, you are he whom your brother shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall rouse him. The scepter should not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be obedience of the people, binding his donkey to the wine, vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. He was talking about Jesus being Shiloh, and from that time in Genesis until the time Jesus comes in the second coming, there will be a king from the line of Judah on the earth somewhere. Right now that's in England. It's actually a queen. But there's a descendant of Judah running the show in England right now. I have proof I can put it in the description box below and I will. But if you look at the Scottish Declaration of Independence, they claim that they came from Israel, from the line of Judah. It's right there in the Declaration of Independence for Scotland. They also have the Stone of Scone, which is the pillow or the rock that Jacob laid his head on and had the dream where he ascended into heaven up the staircase, which is supposed to be the footstool of the kings of Judah. Supposedly David had it, and it got to Scotland with Jeremiah, 
because Jeremiah brought one of David's descendants, one of his granddaughters, to Ireland to get them away from King Nebuchadnezzar or the Assyrians, one of the two. But yeah, this is all interesting stuff. I have found several resources showing that they did this, that they ended up in Scotland. And then the monarchy ended up in Britain afterwards because they had a big dispute over it. Even went to the Catholic Church about it. Verse 49, verse 10, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. So we're going to be obeying Jesus when he comes back, but until then, there will always be a member of the tribe of Judah in, in power somewhere on the earth, either from Perez or Zara. And those two lines merged together in Scotland around 600 B.C., 600 before Christ, with one of David's granddaughters, which proves the prophecy and blessing that Jacob gave to Judah true. You see, God keeps his word. We don't realize he's keeping his word because we don't pay attention to the history of the world the way it should have been written. We pay attention to the history of the world the way the victors wrote it, denying God. So God would rise other countries up, other nations up, to take Israel out, to put them under their thumb. You see, God still kept someone from the line of Judah in power, though. They got all the way to Scotland, Ireland, and Spain. They had themselves a little journey to get there, but they stayed in power. Zara got over there, and then the family of Perez got over there, or vice versa. The one with the red scarlet string on their hand when they were born got to Scotland first. That's why you have the pictures of the red lions on their flags and stuff like that. Because it was that child that got there, or that family that got there from that child. You have to sit there and actually look and discern world history to see these things. If God says he's going to do something in the Bible, he's going to do it, or he's done it. He's either done it, or he's about to do it. And we don't have that much time left, so he's about to do a whole lot real quick. That, that timeline is speeding up. We need to pay attention to it. But I just think it's cool how we're finding all this information now. Now, yeah, people are going to sit there and argue it. They're going to sit there and fight it. But whenever you go on and looking at three or four different historians that are saying the same thing, and you have proof of it, and it's written in the Bible, you're able to line the proof up with the Bible. I mean, there's a flag of a red hand in Scotland. That'd be the twin that had the red string around his hand at birth. Because they thought he was going to be the firstborn, he ended up being the second. But then you have to think about this. How did Ireland and hot Scotland have Jewish and Hebrew symbols in their stonework before Jesus got there? How did they know about all this stuff, about the Messiah and all that? Because it's in their stonework, it's in their architecture, their artifacts. Think about that. They knew what was going to happen because they had the Torah, they knew. They knew exactly what was going to happen. They had the books of the Bible to prove it. They didn't have the Talmud section probably, but they had the rest of it. So they knew there's going to be a Messiah. It was foretold in Judges, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Genesis.
It's all foretold from the, the beginning to the end of the Bible. It's foretold Jesus is coming back. And when he's first coming back, it's going to be like an iron fist hitting the earth. Getting rid of the corruption and the evil. Do we see a lot of that right now? I hope that's what we're seeing. I know that's what we're seeing. I mean, that has to be what we're seeing because of the way people are acting. They're afraid of what's coming. I'm not afraid of what's coming. I know what's coming. Christ is coming. And he is mad and angry at these evil people. He's going to take them out the way he said he was. So I'm prepared for it. Are you? Seriously, are you prepared for what's coming? If not, you might want to get right. You might want to get down on your knees and repent. Ask God what you need to repent of. I'm just saying, you know, you need to look at your life. Dig into the Bible. Mix it with world history and see what you find out. You can't disprove the Bible once you mix world history from other countries with the Bible. It all comes true. Every bit of it. Even what we're living in now comes true. Well, let's get into our good news for the night, day, whatever time it is you're listening to this. So let's roll on into it. Here's something that will excite any Donald Trump voter, or just Americans in general, excite the world in general. Arizona has decided to go with the kinematic artifact data analysis on their ballots. That's huge news. So if Hovon Pulitzer's technology works the way he says it does, we'll know the real from the fake, we'll know the true results of the 2020 election in Arizona. Then once that domino falls, every other domino falls, because every other state's going to use that to find out the truth. They're going to kind of have to be forced to, because Arizona's taking the lead on this, just like I thought they would. I thought they'd be the first state for to fall, to swap, to flip, for that domino to fall. And the house of cards to crash down on these people. So that's some great news right there. Let's get into some more good news. So in Wales, they went down the rabbit hole, a literal rabbit hole, and found 9,000-year-old artifacts. Maybe they'll go to link these to the Israeli people, the Israelites. We'll find out. This will be pretty cool. They've got some pictures of them on this site. I'll put the link in there. But it's pretty neat. We're finding more and more history. So yeah, that's cool stuff right there. A literal rabbit hole. Had artifacts from 9,000 years ago. We talked about the bald eagle population going up. Well, it looks like the endangered condors are returning to North California skies after nearly a century. Another bird that's starting to take off. I mean, all these animals... We're able to reproduce the past year when I mean, we weren't messing with the earth. I mean, that was the one good thing of COVID. We were locked up. And we weren't destroying the earth. God used that to his advantage. He also shut down some apostate churches. But yeah, condors are making a comeback. That's pretty cool right there. Then let's see what else. Uh, after massive wildfires in California and Oregon, it looks like they're going to use drones to replant the forest. It'll be six times faster by using these special drones. I don't know if that's good news, great news, or bad news. Because technology kind of scares me these days. 
with all the things they're going to be able to accomplish here soon. But that's some good news in itself right there. That they'll be able to get these forests replanted and get just get it back to nature. Get it to where the animals have their habitats back. Talking about Arizona earlier, another good thing has come out of Arizona. They're going against this critical race theory. That needs to go in the dumpster anyway. We didn't come from monkeys. We were all one race at one point. One skin color at one point. Until we decided to be stupid and build a big tower to thwart God. Why would we ever want to do that? Thanks, Nimrod. It's right there in the book of Jasher. It talks about it in the Bible as well. It goes in a little bit more detail in the book of Jasher. We were all one skin color up until then. All spoke one language up until then. But we screwed that up, didn't we? But yeah, they're going up again. We're all going to be one race in the end anyway. When we all die, we're all going to go to heaven. I mean, the ones that believe in Jesus are, at least. The others are going to go somewhere I don't want to go. Don't even want to think about it. But we're all going to be praising God and in heaven anyway. Christians. So, yeah, let's quit looking at race and just start looking at the fact we're all people. We all need to love each other and work together. Quit fighting each other because if we united, we could take out this enemy we've got right now that's been dividing us. Our government's been dividing us. Spoiler alert! Our government has been doing everything to divide us. In fact, the United Nations has been at the agenda 2020. No. Agenda 2021 and Agenda 2030. They're planning to take us out. But let's get back into the good news. Here's some great news coming out of Oklahoma. I don't know how that could happen. I mean, it's Oklahoma of all places. But a Goodwill employee found $42,000 and a stack of donated sweaters and knew that they need to return the money and did the right thing and returned it. Got it back to the people the people made sure she got a thousand dollars for it and she works for goodwill so she can't be making that much money and that's just good news right there she did the right thing and got rewarded for it see there is good people in the world still we need to band together and unify live local learn from the mistakes of our past learn from the mistakes of history all right that's all i've got for tonight y'all have a great day great night and god bless